thanks for tuning in. I forgot what episode number this is. I think it's like 36. Um, I am here in Tompkins Square Park on a playground, uh, social distancing, with my friend Lee Wilson. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about the darkness and confronting your own darkness, um, also known as shadow work. I recently discovered the term shadow work during a, um, a long, deep dive into my own dark side and read it. But anyway, Lee is an expert on the darkness. Sure. You are. Right on. <laughs> um, so thank you for being on the pod. Thank you for having me. It's of my pleasure. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about shadow work. All right. So to start. What, what is it? What is shadow work? So first, let's talk about like how it's really viewed in comparison to a bigger picture when it comes to shadow work. Essentially, shadow work is exploring our darker sides. Mm -hmm. Everyone has light work, everyone has dark work, and places in between. However, a lot of these terms are saturated and rigid, especially these days. However, there's a whole other aspect that's a good way of introduction. But uh, yeah, shadow work a term more relevant every day then there is light work which is commonly known amongst new age elitists i love light work just so we all know oh yeah me too <laughs> i'm not down talking light work at all <laughs> but throughout many religions and practices the concept of balance is current whether or not the chosen path may consist more of one or the other balance is needed no matter where we stand light dark or the gray in between but like most paths, they are modified and weaponized against humanity as a means of preventing our growth to prevail in the system or against it. For example, in the most current, in the most simple way, you take cats, some of man's most loyal companions. I love cats. Me too. Which women's, can, women's loyal companions as right well. Right on. And cats, they can see and sense more than humans. Cats purr and meow their ways to cuteness, but like all other creatures, including us, they have claws. God, I love cats. A weapon needed for defense and attack. Humans are the same way when it comes to our energy, and to do only light work is like declawing ourselves so we can no longer see the larger picture. Oh, nice analogy. Make no mistake, light work in itself is not the issue. It could be practiced and it's also beautiful in its own way, but the misdirection that society tells us to only work with the light and to love all unconditionally and overcome the darkness, as they say, mm. when in fact, it's human nature to love who we love and hate what should be hated, such as sexism, racism, rape and the most heinous of crimes cops too that as well especially these days to say only using the power of light in all areas is as foolish as a fish out of water hunting and searching to feed so in this wow. case so what so light work and shadow work there so it's part of you want to say like a wiccan or a pagan practice of it's part of just about magic? anything just life and well in life and l alone in the occult light and dark word are occult, pivotal right. worlds yeah and you know but a lot of times it's, it's limiting right wait what's limiting the idea of only using light work and not seeing oh, our darkness yes. yeah but also um i think light work oh, okay we have to pause this the park is we'll closing. be back wow so we just got kicked out of the playground which is fine we it's yeah we could have been doing we could have been up to no good doing like dark magic or something but we we aren't we weren't and now we're outside of the park and Picking up where we left off, I was saying that shadow work and light work is a part of, it, it's like seen as a part of the occult, but it can also be applied to, you know, people who don't identify as witches and wiz wizards um, or pagans. Um, it's just a very useful self-discovery practice that anyone can do and learn from no matter what religion i just wanted to add that right on um so yeah shadow work and what shadow work it so shadow work it so can you talk about light work and what that is and why well 
why people prefer it. I mean, I love light work. When I first met you and I was just getting into crystals, Lee, um, and you told me which stones that you worked with, like Black right. Obsidian and Moldavite, and I was like, I am not going to the dark side. I only want, like, rose quartz. It's not that theoretical in terms and of going to the dark side. I know. know, I know, and now I understand that it is a yin, yin and yang situation. Exactly. Without the dark, there is no light, and vice versa. And it's it's really cool and I thought it was like blew my mind that rather than um, escaping your darkness or your darkness your the wow escaping the darkness and your dark side um, you learn to accept it and recognize it and love yourself regardless and anyway the light work is amazing too Absolutely. Uh, I manifested a job and I regret it. Last month I re I did a Is that so? Yeah. Now I have a job and it sucks. I also manifested love and that sucks too. Love. Oh, that's common. Love is the worst. Well, that's a whole conversation in itself. <laughs> yeah, I, w I little did I know I was doing dark magic with these intentions. It's a reflex. <laughs> yeah. A natural right. response. Yeah. Um, and so it goes as above, so below, which we'll get into as well. <laughs> ways of hermeticism. Yeah. Sweet. So of course people prefer light work because it's nice and like you can get like anything so what's more you want. accepted. Yeah. Um, and you can get whatever you want and it works. It rocks, but you have to know what you want. Thing is, yeah, can it work though? It's still subjective as far as whether or not either practice is going to work, and that's just the point. And that's why I was saying earlier, balance is necessitated regardless mm -hmm. of what you're doing. But a good way to talk about light work through the lens of pretty um, well-known practice, for example, is the Kabbalah Tree of Life. You know, practice in Deo. And the tree of life, you know, this is this is what the emanations of reality was about. So I'm going to get into this a little bit. I love the tree of life. It's through means of mercy, expansion, and wisdom. But what many don't know is that there's also the Kleifat tree of death, which is the other side of Kabbalah. And oh. make no mistake, it's not something completely different. They're all in the same realm, all a part of the same they're thing. Like they're like they're neighboring like trees? Two sides of the coin, but two must exist, two sides by default. Okay. Wait, so would you... Are we allowed to say that like the tree of life is the tree that you can see above ground and perhaps the tree of death is the root the root system? You can still see above ground with the Clifod as well. Okay, it's all right. It's, Talk about means, it's a means of use between the both. Sorry, I was just trying to make something happen. No, you're totally okay. <laughs> but yeah, the tree of death is where it's the opposite of Kabbalah, but it still is connected with the tree of death. It's a means to darkness to project our depression and anger. And much like you Taoism know, with yin and yang, for that matter, uh -huh. commonly practiced throughout, one must necessitate the other, and without it, there is no meaning. And that goes back to the term of as above, so below. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's completely one-sided. And some would make the notion of the Kleifat to be something completely different. But like I said, it's directly a part of the Tree of Life. It still stands as one. So some will stay in denial and become the monster they fear, while others will embrace the darkness and come closer to mastering themselves. And that's mastering what yourself. An that's what plays an integral part. And everywhere in between, for example... So while Kabbalah is the system of divine, the order to manifest creation, took the divine energy and stepped it down into ten spheres, and that's what it's about. That's which became reality, divided and organized into three columns, from Chether to Malkut. The closest one we are to in our physical world is Malkut, and we all try to use this tree and the methods to really climb back to Chether, the highest form of being. Each emanation will per represent a spiritual quality such as beauty and mercy, like I said earlier. And these attributes are imbued into creation where the goal of the magician following this path is to begin from Malkith going up. And I really like that mercy is um, a, a, a It's term a big one like, there. Yeah, it's nice. I like that And, a lot. you know, each fear represents a spiritual quality, path working, something inside of us to be unlocked while others consider them to be a full realm by themselves. So we go through this order to gain quality, each with the name of God, such as 
angels. There's an angel associated. When people think of angels, they Love think angels. of grace, uh, healing, savior, and those are all the qualities behind light work. But are there dark angels too? There absolutely are. Very cool. My friend Emily would be super yeah. into the dark angels. Yeah, She's some of the like most. A dark angel. Yeah. I love her. Some of the most notable are, you know, Michael and Gabriel. Everyone knows these archangels. Yeah, those dudes. And once you go through the Sephiroth of each energy to get to Kether, now integrating each of these spheres, some can even consider, you know, the highest power, the 32 paths of wisdom. 32 paths. So this is still in uh, Kabbalah. Kabbalah? Yes. So there are 32 realms of wisdom. And so is it kind of like uh, getting to the next level? Is it like the 12 steps kind of sort of thing? Well, that's something completely different, but it's the same context of where you're trying to get to get to this place of healing and the quality mm -hmm. through means of light work. To Dharma or, you know, enlightenment, master of the self. Exactly. Um, but which like, is scary in order to master ourselves <laughs> though we difficult. also have to explore the darkness as a part of the same route yeah yeah and also first of all it's really hard to do light work if you have low self-esteem it's really hard to like embrace the good qualities that you have if you like don't believe it so i just want to say that that, that sure. light work is not just like fun and cute and right that one that one's difficult too it's it's hard to uh learn to like love recognize see the good qualities in yourself and but in order to do that as well is to also acknowledge the worst parts of ourselves uh, yes as uh, well. of course of course so if you're one-sided you're not really going to understand your full potential For sure. and work to really make your boundaries regardless of anything you're doing whether it's self-esteem more success or to really know where your love should go and where it shouldn't uh -huh. Otherwise, you're just wasting this energy. You're just putting it out there because it's known to be unconditional. And like a lot of uh, practices these days that are trying to repress the dark side, like Christianity, Islam, for example. Oh, this is always teaching you to turn the other cheek. But right. the question is, how far will it go before you reach a threshold and the parts we try to keep dormant really just come out in a ways that are uncontrolled because we never tried to mask these parts of ourselves? Yeah, exactly. It's like when something is bothering you like about a person and you never talk about it and it's just bubbling inside of you and finally you just lash out at them and yeah that sucks it's ugly <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah you know so it's always good to confront uh you know dark feelings anger there's a number of key Just reasons kinda. why, you know, there have been previous practices that were to practice, excuse me, to you know, better understand ourselves, the quality of one's states of consciousness. You know, for example, like hermeticism, as above, so below, as within, as without. You know, these are forces, obviously dark, anger, and filled with anxiety, depression, despair, which are usually just commonly defined as negative. And sure, that's the case. But yeah, maybe we shouldn't use dark and light. As, what do you mean? As terms, I don't know. Bad connotation. Sure. Or okay. Maybe we should normalize negative and positive. But anyway, that's also my point too. Oh, just right. because something is is defined, just because something is defined as negative, doesn't mean we should just completely ignore it. Exactly. But to yeah, know yeah. how to utilize it and work with it mm -hmm. that way, because otherwise, all the above like adjectives I just use and these these uh, definitions are all going to be muddled as something only defined as otherwise negative when it actually shouldn't. Instead, it could be projected the same way for artists. They'll use their experiences and their trauma to make brilliant pieces of work. Uh -huh. And without yeah. this trauma, they may have not created otherwise some of the most best pieces to ever be seen exactly. or acknowledged. Like my favorite books are always tragic, you know? Right. I, I like when people have a little bit of darkness or tragedy. It makes things more interesting out it you does. Know? At least people who wear it on their skin, you know, people who naturally are part of that, that aspect. And um, there are some people who obviously will prefer which side they stand with, you mm -hmm. know, right, someone who's, right, right. Who, who's that of a more uh, light worker, and but they'll still incorporate, you know, shadow work and vice versa. Someone who's more involved with shadow work, but will acknowledge the light work as well, but will mm -hmm. not discriminate one or the other. Yeah, I think it, um, it's important. To, to do both, you know, you have to acknowledge 
both of them in order to acknowledge one. It just wouldn't make sense because one couldn't exist without the other. Exactly. Um, and it's funny because, like, when I first met you, I was like, oh, yeah, you're, you practice the dark arts for sure. <laughs> was it that obvious? <laughs> and I'm like, I like fairies and pretty gemstones and manifesting love and compassion. And, but, um, you know, there is a dark side to me. Like, um, Which you're not realizing. Yeah, there's jealousy and there's, you know, resentment, which is... Which really big one. They that can we all talk about still be tools, though. They can all still be tools to work in our favor. Yeah. Can you get, provide an example of so something using that's really well? A goddess who's very popular right now, especially in pop culture, uh, Lilith, you mm-hmm. know, the first husband of Adam before Eve, and she was one who went with the apple of temptation. That whole story. Wait, Lilith was responsible for the apple, not Eve. No. Eve was. Yes. But so okay. But Lilith came before Adam and said no. She oh. was like that's the shadow side. She said no. I'm not gonna be less than you simply because you see me as just strictly a femme. Mm-hmm. And she rebelled and Hell went yeah. her own path. And if there was no shadow work here, that wouldn't have happened. Uh-huh. And so this was really a pivotal point of that being birthed into existence. And. Without getting too much to the idea of astrology, everyone has a Lilith sign the same way they have their sun and their moon, which is also a pretty popular topic. Lilith is the dark side of the moon. This is the hidden aspect. You know, there's our moon side and there's our Lilith sign. I even have it tattooed on my body. Very cool. Oh, there's a new moon tonight, by the way. Yes, there is. (laughs) So it's good timing. It is good timing. But the new moon is the dark side of the moon. To know our Lilith is a great way to further understand ourselves. She represents the darker side of the moon, the parts that are hidden and that can represent what we don't want others to be aware of about ourselves. And, you know, these are our selfish aspects of the psyche, our deepest fears. And instead of understanding them, we'll project them in ways that don't serve anyone. Right. Right. It's better to really nurture these projects so we can utilize them and work with ourselves easier. And to say light work is the only method of bettering our growth is to really keep in denial of who we are, which I believe I stated earlier. Denial, denial. Yeah, you mentioned denial earlier. And um, damn, denial is so destructive to it's, the psyche. It's a trap. It's, and a, it's so a trap. And we'll you know, feel and a certain way. Yeah, like um, it works. I mean, it works for a little while until it doesn't. And it just makes everything so much worse. I don't think it really when works. I think it just puts it off it for puts a it off. of time. I'm and such then a procrastinator it comes back to you. And an escapist. And sure. And um, you know what? It doesn't. I mean, like when you ignore it, it doesn't go away no, 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 no. at all. It actually just um, gets more powerful. Right. And, uh, things really suck and then you have all this stuff to deal with exactly and the the fact that we don't know how to deal with it is going to put limitations on our growth in general i mean Uh a lot of people will use the idea of light work to say that you know that life is only material and there is no purpose and we you know the the yolo only live once thing comes into play here that's limiting our potential so the mentality ensured we never worked on ourselves or looked beyond the physical so what would be the point remaining in a fractured stage which are all the points you brought up about things you feel about yourself whether it's jealousy or anything else Mm -hmm. and we're not seeing that we're not acknowledging it and we're not trying to grow from that and make it work in our favor so how would we make it work in our favor how can i take like my um my like vindictiveness it's really to, to know the root of it and why it started oh, the reason okay if so you the same way when we naturally love stuff. someone because they're awesome and because you connect with someone you also want to realize why is it that you'll resent someone or hate someone or a topic for that matter so get to the reason why get you to the reason why, why it really acknowledge it see what the ego is saying what your mind is saying all of the above and by doing that you learn a lot about yourself uh-huh. and you see what it is that needs to be worked on or how it can be used instead of just something that's put away and just pretending like it doesn't exist yeah it's entrapment wow yeah i guess i should probably get to the bottom of why i have vindictive tendencies right and uh i wish i didn't have them 
Uh, now, that's something you, I'm working on. You say you wish you didn't have it, but really the parts of ourselves that are dark and only our closest acquaintances will know. That's really the good stuff. That's the stuff only people who are close to us will have the privilege of seeing. Oh, cool. And enjoying. <laughs> but to anyone else you don't know, it's going to come across as something otherwise, you know, to be frowned upon or to be shunned. And that's because we don't see it. We don't become one with it or one with ourselves. Oh, my God. That is so lovely. So lovely. It's like I love all of you, like even the bad parts. Or like, you know, when people are getting married and they're like all stick around in sickness and And in health. It creates stronger connections when you see these parts and see how someone is working with these parts for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it makes it more rewarding. And there's always something to explore there's always a mystery it keeps things interesting kind of like what you were just saying no absolutely um and uh, yeah and of course there like there's some if there's something you don't like about a person if you're close enough to them you can like tell them and then if they've recognized it before um a lot they of times work on it or they don't have yeah. to and then i guess a lot of times it'll That's be something problem, it'll guess. be something we don't like about someone is because we see it in ourselves but yeah, we're not expressing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that others are, there can be a sense of jealousy or resentment because they're probably further in just acceptance of who they are as a whole, while someone else will still be stuck in limbo, stuck in a stalemate. Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. But um it's easy to get stuck in the stalemate limbo of like not wanting to because shadow work confronting your dark or like the negative traits that you have possessed and embracing them is not an easy task it takes like a lot of uh mental endurance and um it's 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 like gross it's ugly like so i started so i Love crystals, got into the gems, love them. And I have something to add on to this as well. So I was like on the other side of the spectrum where you're about to say, but continue. Well, so I started using black obsidian and, mm. you know. Currently wearing it. What? Currently wearing it. You are wearing yeah, it, yeah. currently wearing it. My I'm favorite. wearing, oh, I was wearing peridot, but I took it off. Anyway, um, right, black obsidian um, is like, it's so shiny it's a black mirror so mm-hmm. it forces you to look within right. and like when surfaces honesty yeah yeah honesty uh that's like the root of all uh like self-growth and uh like um the journey of um you know mastering yourself and understanding yourself and seeing yourself and everything and everyone um but it is really scary of course um absolutely when looking at it you know looking in the mirror is terrifying (laughs) (laughs) you know as i'm sure many can relate to (laughs) uh yeah so black obsidian when i when I got it, I just like kept it out of my room because I just like didn't want to deal with it. I was putting it off. I was putting it off. I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I don't want to do it. I want to do all the like fun crystals, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, even amethyst, which is just like which connecting also, to also your, has two sides. Yeah, it's yeah. connecting to like as the your spirit, like your higher consciousness, your intuition, and intuition, which freaked me out honestly too, because. I, it's scary. I don't think getting to know yourself is really scary. Um, And that's why so many people are reluctant to go to therapy, I think, too. They're like, I don't need therapy. I, like, already know what's going on with me. But, um... It's like the pride getting in the way there, not admitting... Pride, pride. But also, I mean, not everyone can afford to go to therapy. So that's why doing your own working on your own spiritual spiritual and like growth and self-help is really important and it makes uh people happier and kinder in the world a better place it's more discipline in that case and that yeah discipline it it relates to a point i wanted to bring up you take uh you know martial arts for example i love martial arts same same doing it for years the boy side of ballet all right, you can say that, but you know, <laughs> vice versa, regardless of the gender. <laughs> Sorry, but um, that's fine. But you know, martial arts—it's something that is meant to you know defeat your opponent 
fists, mm -hmm. kicks, moves, something that can easily end someone else. However, it's also a form of defense. You know, if someone is attacking you, you're not just going to love that person. You're going to defend. You're going to fight back. Right. And it also goes back to, you know, with Bruce Lee, the idea of being one with yourself and knowing how to be like water, when to flow and when to crash. Wow. And both work hand in hand with the idea of light work and shadow work. And so you could see martial arts as something barbaric or something just to uh -huh. you know, place a yeah, bet on. Yeah, like but my, first, my first... Um uh, reaction to like fighting. I'm like, I don't like violence. I don't like fighting. Like, but you know, but sometimes, sometimes you'll have no sometimes choice. You have no choice. You have no choice. Yeah, and yeah, by yeah. putting it and off, you put yourself in a position where you're more vulnerable mm -hmm. because of this lack of understanding. Wow. That's, that's good. That's yeah. Good stuff, and know. regardless, the thing is martial arts isn't just about, you know, punching and beating the hell out of someone. It's also about discipline for yourself. Mm -hmm. And it helps you ma uh, to master your physical strength, but it, that crosses over into your spirit, into your yep. mind. That's, this discipline is going to be applied to everything through something that is otherwise defined as something barbaric or violent. Uh -huh. But really, it's just self-mastery through the form of you know combat dancing and such. Combat dancing. Yeah, if you're talking about ballet and martial arts, yeah, it works no, hand in hand. Yeah, that's really cool. I love a choreographed fist fight. I actually, I've been thinking that I really want to like learn some self-defense. It's never too late. Yeah. I don't even know where to begin. I guess I'll, oh, that's a good episode, uh, podcast episode topic actually. Uh, In the next episode of. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've been thinking about that lately. Sure. Uh, I guess because I've been coming to terms with my like my weakness, you know, right? And you this know, is you I'm admitting accepting that. that I'm physically weak and sometimes mentally weak. I'm, I'm not sometimes. I'm, I'm mentally weak. There are things that I can't handle. So many things. Um, that. But so I can I accepted yeah. this weakness and figured out that there's something I can do about it. Exactly. So that is a pretty good example of shadow work. Yes, and. Make no mistake, you know, when it comes to the worst and the best sides of who anyone is, everyone is going to have their own opinion on what they define as either or. Uh -huh, Someone's uh -huh. character, attitude, or the way they carry themselves might seem as abrasive to one, but otherwise something that another individual would embrace as well. Right. So, And that goes into a topic oh, that's between light and dark. That's the gray area. Uh -huh. That's the spot where you're embodying both and accepting both the things that everyone adores about you and what otherwise would not be acceptable. So, But the fact that you can be honest about that and say, uh, hey, I'm the kind of person that can't be, for example, I can't be uh, monogamous with someone, more poly, that's going to be something that's probably frowned upon among some individuals, but it'll make a lot more sense to others. But as long as you remain I've with got this, a lot to say about yeah, that. when you keep this honesty about who you are and make sure it's out on the table and saying, yeah, this is something about myself, this is who I am. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for and sure. Knowing honesty, how to policy. be constructive with both, that puts you right in the center of things. Uh huh. Communication. Exactly. Yeah, uh, understanding yourself makes you a much better communicator and generally, like, better to be around despite, like, whatever qualities you have that a person could dislike. Right. Like, there, there are qualities that... So, like, if someone... Some people would say that assertiveness is a good thing um, or it could be, like, an aggressive thing you know yeah um or aggression I, words i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this but there are two sides of the coin to like every thing you can be that um you're comprised of i guess it's, it's a so matter like the darkness can become it's the it's it's a matter of when it's applied and you know these days with the current events going on in the world it's allowing people to really see and sit with these parts of ourselves and to quote a good colleague of mine, it's the idea of you can't master anything else in your life, whether it's work or how to go about relationships or, you know, your talents without mastering yourself first. Mm -hmm. Before we can master anything, we have to master ourselves. And mm -hmm. the idea of using both light and shadow work is the, that's the first step. That's the entrance to doing so and yep. making that decision, making this effort to really acknowledge both sides. Yeah, and I also want to say that 
it's lifelong. It doesn't stop. It never stops. It never stops. It's so not like okay, it's, it's I'm the done road with to my mastery shadow. ourselves. I'm, I'm done. That keeps us mastering I'm, everything else. Yeah. So it's always constant, and that's honestly and the that's best why part. discipline is like an uh, essential uh, part of the practice, I guess. It's limitless. It's limitless, which is also a scary word to me. You it's know? a scary word to it's you. It's scary. Might be for never now. ending. Suffering. Yeah. It's the unknown you know but when something stops it's like what is there left so the fact that we can keep exploring something no it's beautiful and amazing there's yeah. always something i was in someone like a speaker at an aa meeting a while ago um well in aa in the program they say i wish you a long and slow recovery because you know recovery like never ends and like if you do it correctly um it, it takes longer because you're you're constantly constantly learning about yourself and uh d figuring out the root of things and why you are this way um so the speaker was like so yeah after a year of sobriety i i thought i would like just be like on top of it all and then i got to a year of sobriety and it was just you know, one tiny layer of an onion getting peeled. And then mm -hmm. like 10 years of sobriety and I still have so many layers to like Sometimes you barely scratch the surface yeah, even yeah. under a long range of time. Yeah, it's, it's scary and frustrating, <sighs> but also very beautiful. Yes, like I said, even the frustrating parts are something to really yeah. adore. Yeah, yeah, the struggle is real. Sorry. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the the world is cruel, and everyone's gonna go through like shitty things. By default. Yeah, and um, and you know sometimes shittier things happen to other people, and they're wow, cool. A cop helicopter. Intermission. Intermission. Yeah. Well, we'll pause this. I'll play. I'll play some music. BFF, who is sitting next to us in the park, just asked the question, how do you practice the, how do you do it? Like, what do you do? And I think that's a really good question. Well, for me personally, it, it differs from how anyone else would do it because when it comes to practices, magic or the occult, it's just extremely broad. So it's a matter for everyone to really find what suits them the best. And that's kind of the whole point behind figuring out themselves is figuring out what they what they coincide with and what they can relate to to get there. Mm -hmm. For me personally, you know, being raised a certain way and also living with um, trauma and seeing things on the TV and getting one-sided ideas about how things are supposed to be, I would always ask myself, there's got to be something more. There's got to be another way to really figure myself out. So I chose my practice that would help more excel my growth and guidance through, you know, theistic Satanism. And everyone, the most common people will hear this term and automatically assume the worst. They'll think, wow, this person probably does the most heinous crimes mm -hmm. or is part the of devil. something, you know, you know, the devil. And, you know, <laughs> but that's, that's really not the point. It's just the idea of freedom. And that's why that was the vocal point of why I started going in this direction, because it allowed me to grow in my own way, regardless of what practice. If you're trying to help yourself, you know, get more money, if you're trying to defend yourself from something that's heinous, that's threatening you or your loved ones. And that's another stereotype. It's just because you have a practice doesn't mean you're only that of light or only that of shadow. There's yeah. layers behind well, that. Well, uh, the practice is, it's, it's just like all in the mind. It's basically, it's, so my practice, I have all these crystals and they all are supposed to do different things. Um, and I force myself to believe in the, these uh, rocks. That, yeah, that's, you just reminded me of something I wanted to bring up earlier too. 
go on. But, but um, you were talking about, you know, working with crystals and you would tell yourself, oh, I'm never going to go to the dark side. Mm-hmm. And then you found that. For me, I was kind of avoiding crystals. I just saw them only strictly as something that could be used in light work. Mm-hmm. And they're beautiful. Th- that, that, yeah, they're, they are beautiful. I'm not mm-hmm. taking that away. But it was hypocritical because soon enough, you know, through studying and realizing that they can also be utilized in my practice for shadow work as well. Mm-hmm. The same way you would have a crystal that will help your heart open up more. Mm-hmm. Have a crystal that will help you, you know, gain more love. Rose quartz. Rose quartz. You can have a crystal that's going to help you, like obsidian, see more about yourself. And that's that's an easy way it's to talk about. Yeah, that's more so. way of talking about shadow work is using the same crystals for um, you know, various purposes. And uh, there were many that really fell in that category. Yeah. Well, for sure. So a part of my practice is... Um, writing everything down so like I write down I have like a crystal notebook and I write down like what each crystal does what it's about how to what how to meditate with it you you you're supposed to like meditate with these crystals like holding it on right the, on the chakra that it's uh supposedly like al- aligned with um but you can you don't you don't need crystals to do it I as I like did an exercise as simple as writing down, which was like, this was hard for me. I, I wrote down the qualities that I like about myself. Okay. And that, that was hard. And it was, and I also wrote down the qualities I dislike about myself, which was unfortunately like a lot easier. But for me, it, like seeing it written down, I just like need to write everything down always. I have like a notebook for everything. Um, but like I'm seeing like these words and I kind of, I look at each individual like quality that I don't like. Um, I look at it and I'm like, I'll ask what the root of it is and also, um, what the opposite of it is or how I can like change it. How can, how can I learn from this and change this about myself? And, um, it's just like a lot of practice and just like being very self like very aware of the way you're thinking um and i think compassion has and empathy are really really helpful uh tools i guess um to deal with with the qualities that you dislike in yourself or in others. Um, And yeah, empathy is something that I've, it's not, it's not easy for me to like empathize with other people. It's just, it's something I I really do have to, have to like try to do and like work on it and be conscious of it because I'm, I'm such, I'm so self-involved. That's like a major thing that I, can't stand about myself so you know to yeah you've i i wrote down like narcissist on, on this piece of paper and Which i'm like still is needed to <laughs> some extent yeah, no, I th- you know without yeah. pride or ambition we have no <laughs> drive to get to where we want to go to our desires and goals yeah yeah but if like you said not understood or really you know controlled or mm. really acknowledged then it's just it's going to control yeah. us. Well, also, and it's I think living way. with narcissism makes things kind of fun, but also it's like not real. I okay. feel like I'm like in a movie, and everyone's obsessed with me, and you know, it's delusional. Well, damn. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, um, so that's how I practice, and then having these like physical stones that represent like all of these words that I've written down. Um, I kind of just like hone in on each with each stone. I hone in on like the the feeling of what it represents, and I just am very uh, conscious of what it means and how the energy comes from the rock. Um, but you don't need rocks. It's just helpful for me because right. I can physically see it and hold it in each like crystal 
represents a different thing and okay. like has a different kind of healing energy. The aspect of you know meditating with the crystals. This is a probably a great example. Universal meditation. Mm-hmm. Many people do it to be calmer or to you know have meditation to emphasize in one topic. Also very difficult to do. Very difficult, and that's that's also the best part. And uh, this is another form of discipline. For example, there is a such thing as dark meditation, something Whoa. to ignite, to light the dark flame of who we are. So instead of saying Om or having a mantra common, mm-hmm. mine would be more along the lines of something spoken in Latin, something along the lines of Nosferata, Irfernam Nigra, Mia Letetum, Am Vigo, Mundalek, Salo, Atonos. Sorry. So you take. What did you, you just say? It's, I'm not going to say what I just said. <laughs> okay, cool. But you I would take the same exact, like the same exact concept of meditation, but it is in your own, in your own method. Yeah, yeah. But yet it's so universal. Everyone thinks it's only for something, you know, to be zen and to be calm. Yeah. But this would be a way to really express and vent. The darker sides of ourselves mm-hmm. and by doing that you become more one with it yeah so you would sit at your own altar with your own crystals i was just gonna talk about having an altar oh yeah things i yep i'm really i drink the the kool-aid i have an altar i light the incense i love the incense but love it's, the smell but it's just so nice it reminds me like having an altar it's just like this little like area on my windowsill um with like things that i like to look at it reminds me of this, this you know, being a point. kid and the, like the having imagery. Yeah. yeah it reminds me of having like your own little clubhouse or something. It promotes the feeling you're trying to obtain. Yeah, yeah, and it's it feels safe and it's and it's just my own, you know. It's just my own. And you don't even like need the, the altar like to have um to have like this space that's just your own like Yeah. I just think it, it's really, really it's cool. It's an enhancer. Yeah, no, yeah. it's just nice to look at, and it makes it easier to, to, for, yeah, the incense makes you chiller, and, like, you get more open-minded, and you, yeah, I don't know. Manifestation has been crazy. I, it's wild. And this that is a I've, big part of this uh, I've, age I've, of reawakening or age of intuition. Aquarius? Yes, which we both are. Oh, <laughs> Side and the, note, the amethyst we, is also yeah. the Aquarian. And amethyst can also be utilized for darker prospects as well, which not many people are aware of. Mm-hmm. It's also the stone of sobriety. It's, oh my God, these... Intermission. Cups. Yeah. Music. Cue. <laughs> Okay, a word from a peanut gallery over here. <laughs> here, come closer, Amber. Hi, um, I'm just like sitting in the grass listening <laughs> to Alan Lee, and I was just gonna share a thought while the helicopter was flying and we were taking an intermission, um, which was that I think that like maybe the negative parts of yourself or your like darker thoughts or things that maybe you feel like you should like banish from your psyche or mind or whatever might actually be useful in some way um like maybe um I don't know you're having sort of like self-hating thoughts about a specific like insecurity you have um instead of just trying to like I don't know disappear them altogether you can acknowledge that these things are like useful and you can like thank them for like Still trying parts to help of who you. We are. Yeah, like trying like maybe it's like you're trying to protect yourself by having these thoughts. Um and so yeah, just like acknowledging them, allowing them like a positive sort of like purpose and then saying like even though this is like I don't know, a means of like protection or a warning, I don't need to like accept this as true i can like hear it i don't know that was just my little thought thank you (laughs) you can edit that out um, thank you for sharing i uh yeah no that's really interesting that's 
great. That's uh, some self-growth right there. Good, um, what do we call that? Realization, seeing things. Um, yeah, so like the self-hating, uh, it's good to r recognize that. And yeah, just to be kind to yourself, you know? That in itself, but though, if like you have self-hatred, and working towards bettering that already is going to promote to your growth by itself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just, just like even the desire to change or to grow is a huge step to make in the whole. That's the expansion thing. of our consciousness right there. Yeah. Just wanting to do it is, um, huge, you know? Um, and I understand why people don't want to do it because it's scary and it's a long process. But I guess what I'm saying is that it's necessary for happiness eventually or contentment. Exactly. Um, and it's helped me a lot. And, you know, we should love all of ourselves, darkness and included, because there's only one <laughs> of you. Um, and I was going to say, if you don't love yourself, who will? But I kind of hate that expression. You just used the word hate. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> disagree with that expression. Um, because it kind of like would make you feel it kind of like uh, assumes that you are or tricks you into thinking that you're unworthy of love. And you are. Everybody is. Right. I agree. <laughs> we must love ourselves. Mm -hmm. Love yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. It's super important. And also, like, loving yourself, seeing yourself in others, loving others, uh, empathizing with others. But also it's knowing where to draw that line. Yeah, yeah, no. Empathy can also, it could be, it, to, it can turn negative, you know? You can, you... It'll become it can, a waste of energy. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And, like generosity can easily become a fault you know yes and yeah there's everything is everything but there's an old <laughs> quote you know you take example like he who has many enemies has a lot to work against and that's part of growth as well he who only treats well unto others who smites him keeps him in that same place without growing at all wait Enemies, you have a lot to work against. And if you're kind to the people who smite you. Yes. What, what was the last part? Kind of then that you will be stuck in that place of not growing. You'll be stuck so in that you weakness. So you shouldn't be kind to them. To those that do you wrong? No. Huh. By default. I, forgiveness there is, is really important forgiveness, to me. There is forgiveness, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I do, yeah, something recently... Uh, happened this evening I got a text message that was uh, it was a family member who listened to my podcast and uh, she like heard me say something that was hurtful and um, it was basically how I, I uh, don't forgive her for something that she did and a lot of people would say you know what you don't have to forgive her you don't have to because that it's fucked up but I also think that forgiveness does make life a lot simpler but also like if you do cut someone out that that's uh, not being like mean to them or cold to them but no. just cutting them out is doing what's is necessary yeah it's also um, helpful to simplify your sure. life keep it I find that I'm the happiest when my life is the simplest. I agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Yeah, but I manifested way too much shit that I thought I wanted. Now I'm in a mess of don't, complications. Don't we all? A lot of people think if things are complicated, then the ball is really rolling. But it's not true. Mm -hmm. Something could be simple and still be, you know, successful at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like sometimes being busy is really a good thing and sometimes it's not. Sometimes you need a break. 
yeah. Sometimes you need to indulge, you know, yeah. a little cup of tea and have some time for yourself. And that's not saying Indulging. less of others, but it's you spending time in your own space, your own solitude. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. And people think that's selfishness, but it's not. It's not. It's because ultimately we we're working to be better people to other people. Exactly. Cool. Well, I think this is a nice place to wrap it. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say? Uh, no. Emily, do you have any thoughts? Okay. Emily doesn't have. Here, say say goodbye. Okay. All right. She doesn't. Just She's keep, shy. I think which just is a quality I love about her, and sometimes yeah. I'm annoyed with. I think everyone <laughs> should always keep in mind that sometimes, you know, our weaknesses are also our best strengths, put in the most simplest way. Absolutely. And the things that we consider shadow are associated with the idea of weakness, but there's a lot to find behind that. And that's bottom line. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lee. It's been a pleasure. This is a really good episode. It's very nice. Okay. Bye, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Good night. Good night. Thank you.